Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a good week gone by. And we've come to the end of that week. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. We thank you that you have started a new week and you are, a and you are doing a new thing in us, Lord. You call us by name to be with you and to spend this time with you where whatever baggage we bring, we leave it outside the door. And when we shut that door behind us, that's when you start pouring all your good things into our life, including your peace and your joy. And that same peace and joy, Lord, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap. Today we shall measure that faith. We share it also, Father, with all those that are Christians that do not know you yet and all those that do not want to know you. We ask that there be a quickening in their spirit, that they might be charged to hear of you, their eyes be opened to see the truth and the truth set them free. So as we make our prayer today, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the high and lofty one who is ever so faithful. The great I am, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and David. The one who is merciful, the one who always honors faith. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who taught us about that faith through parables, who taught us about the kingdom of God and his government. And he wants us to come under that government, to live by its laws, rules, regulations, systems. And he gave us principles, prophecies, and those laws to put in our heart, to observe, to do according to all that is written in them when we meditate and understand them. So that then we shall make our way prosperous because that is how everyone in his kingdom lives. A life of abundance, a life of dominion. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the one who makes it all real to us. The spirit of truth, the spirit of the living God who now dwells in our lives, in our bodies and gives life to our spirit. Gives life to our mortal body, awakening us in the spirit. Because through him that all our blessings are poured into our lives. So he is the spirit of victory. He is the spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of the Father, the seal of the age to come. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer that we are able to put these three together and then legally give you permission to state our case, present our strong reasons and legally give you permission to step into that and to alter it. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny, help us. You have blessed us with this prayer group and with prayer warriors in the group that pray for people they do not even know. We thank you, Father, for that love that you pour into our hearts, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
that you give us as we keep journeying with you in that light of your word. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we release in our spirit by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by that precious blood of Jesus and we draw a perimeter around them in the spirit by the bloodline. That every force of wickedness that comes against it and comes near it be judged by the fire from heaven. Your people stay protected, Father. Just like the Israelites walked with walls of water to the left and to the right of them through the Red Sea, you keep your people protected by your water, your word, and by the blood of Jesus. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our word, our spoken word, so that when we release our prayer, we remember this verse that you have given us, Father, through which we recognize the power that is given in our word that says, as the heaven, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it, each of us. And we send it in faith, in the mighty name of Jesus, and the word we speak is in accordance with his express written will as mentioned in the word of God. We thank you, Lord. Yesterday, we reflected on setting your mind on the unseen, not the unknown. And that unseen, therefore, must come from the word of God so that we know it. And as I reflected on it further, there were two more scriptures that were revealed to me. One is from Luke chapter 1, verse 45 which talks of the faith of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and our mother. It says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment, fulfillment of not what she desired, but fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And that is exactly what is seen in 1 John 5, 14. And then the next one is about the faith of Abraham. There were two examples there. A close study of their faith. In his case as well, it showed in Romans 4, verse 18 to 25. It talks about his hope and his faith. It says, where there was no hope, he believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken. And so shall his seed be. In both cases, we see them holding on to a promise that was spoken to them or given to them. In our case, those promises are hidden in the word of God. 
that's the known and the unseen that we should focus on. So now let's move on to today's topic. Today I'd like to continue on faith, on expanding that faith, preparing for your growth, for your miracle, your outcome. Romans 12 verse 3 says, each of us has been given the measure of faith. And that is God's measure. But I tell you, your outcome depends on how much you measure your faith. What you measure is what you get. It is we who underestimate God's capacity to deliver. And so we aim short, we aim lower, not higher. Now let's look at an example from the Bible. And then we'll take up a few key takeaways from there. This is from 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 to 7. And I'll read those verses out and then we'll reflect on them. Now one of the wives of a man of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha for help. Saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant reverently feared the Lord. But the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves in payment for the loan that we did not repay. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have of value in the house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a small jar of olive oil. Then he said, go borrow containers from all your neighbors, empty containers, and not just a few. And then you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out the oil you have into all these containers. And you shall set aside each one when it is full. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing her the containers as she poured the oil. When the containers were all full, she said to her son, bring me another container. And he said to her, there is not one left. And then the oil stopped multiplying. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. Praise God. There are a few key messages in this one. And all of them are tied with faith. And the first thing I'd like to say here is in verse 2, where the prophet said, Elisha asked the widow, what do you have of value in the house? And she said, just a little oil. And then that oil was multiplied. 
And the important thing is your solution to your problem is already in your house. There are things of value which you may not have ignored or not really valued as much. It could be your talents. It could be something you're able to do. It could be something you have. It's already in your house. It's already with you. So start looking inside first when you're looking to solve your problem. It might be an old investment that you made on yourself and forgot about it. An investment, I mean, not only money. It could also be an old education, a course that you took up once and you left it there. Or something that you bought thinking you might use it and it has been remaining sitting there in your house doing nothing. The answer lies within you or your circumstance. Look within and look around. Ask the Lord to reveal it to you in prayer. Lord, what do I have that I can use to solve this problem that lies before me? The next thing is, number two, he said, go borrow containers from your neighbors and not just a few. The widow gathered the vessels in faith, even though she only had a small bottle of oil. She could have easily asked him, this is only a small bottle of oil. What do you mean by saying, go and gather containers? How much oil will this, or how many containers will this little one fill? But she did it in faith. And the measure of the miracle was determined by the measure of her faith in gathering the containers. That is the big question where we need to ask ourselves today, am I measuring short? When God is willing to pour his abundance, am I just saying, no, no, I'll just settle for this much? I remember an instance where once Brother Johnson was teaching here in Brisbane. And he spoke of a village that had no water. And then suddenly one fine day there's a big tanker filled with water. Or there's a pipeline that has been installed there. Not a tank of water. There's a pipeline that gets installed there where there's a continuous supply of water. And he says the question he put to everyone in the, in the crowd was, what will you bring, bring to come and fetch water? And most people said a bucket. There was only one that said, I would bring a tanker. Are we measuring small? We see her measure was determined by, by her faith in gathering those containers. And we see that the oil stopped flowing when she filled the last vessel, when her son said there is no more containers. So the size of your miracle depends on how big is the measure of your faith. If you ask for less, you will get less. But if you ask for more, then you will get more. How much you measure your faith is what decides how big a vision are you giving God. He said, go borrow containers from your neighbors in order to fill it with the favor of God, the favor that God is making available to you. So it all depends on your readiness to receive. 
before your miracle comes, start preparing for that increase. That is the big message in this whole. If there is one message you will take away, before your miracle comes, start preparing for your increase. The oil will not start to flow before you are prepared. Or if you go without preparation. It only flows when you are prepared. So expect your increase and prepare for it. That's our third message. Abraham started counting his descendants as in the stars, even though he was barren and didn't even have one son. He kept counting every single night. That was his way, the way that God showed him to maintain his faith. And we need to be counting our containers for our blessing as well. Even though we have only that small bottle of oil that lies with us. Only a small thing of value which we probably devalued and said, no, that is not going to help solve my big problem. And that was a preparation on Abraham's behalf to receive the blessing. And the other thing to remember here is the vessels had to be empty in order to be filled. So number four is come with expectation. Pray with a hunger. Fill your thoughts with that hope. Do not come with a casual attitude. Do not come with a negative attitude. It is not our emptiness, but our fullness, being full of ourselves, that hinders grace from flowing into our lives. I say that again. Because it is important. It is not our emptiness, but our fullness being full of ourselves that hinders grace from flowing into our lives. Now the next takeaway. The prophet asked her to go and shut the door behind her and start pouring. Notice that he didn't say, here, bring it to me and I shall pour it. She didn't take it to him and say, why don't you pour it? You're a man of God. Often in our prayer, we do this with men of God. We go to a brother Vivek, we go to a brother Johnson, we go to another prophet or a preacher somewhere and say, you pray for me and then it will work. What will I do on my part? I'm just going to depend on you. And here we see the prophet saying, it is your faith that matters. You go collect the containers and you start pouring. It all depends on you, not that preacher, not that prophet. We must get this. It is the measure of your faith. They will only add their measure and increase it a little further. But it must come from you. And then the next one is, he said, go to the secret place. Close the door behind you and your sons and start pouring. You go to your secret place and you carry out your transaction of faith with God. Let him taste your faith. And it will be tested too as well. And then you ask God to partner with you. That preacher will make his prayer of agreement with you. So that when you start using that talent, that gift that God has placed on your life. Not the preacher starting to use his gift and his talent. You start using your pot of oil. 
your talent, your gift that God has given you. Each one has a unique gift God has given them. The widow had a small bottle of precious oil. And that is the anointing that God places on your life as well. Look for what it is. What is that talent? What is that gift God has given me? Find it and use it. And then when you transact with him in your secret place, using that gift, that's where he starts to multiply it. Now here I am remind, I remember a story from Dr. Miles Munro. He said it in one of his teachings. That was his real life example. There was a lady who came to him who had lost her job and came to him to pray for a job that she might get a new one. Now that's a familiar circumstance happening to a lot of people around. Miles Munro, in his wisdom, asked her the same question. What do you have at home that is lying unused right now and you can start using? She said, I have nothing. And he asked her, do you have an oven? And she said, yeah, I do have an oven. So he asked her, how many times do you use it? She said, probably just on the Sundays when I bake cookies for the kids. So he asked her, why don't you take it and start baking cookies and go sell them? As soon as she set it up, started selling, they became popular. She grew her business over time. And within just about a year or two years, she had built a successful business and had gained riches way beyond her expectation. During your problem, ask yourself, what do I have in my house? And then our last point for today is, the only limit that the widow had was the limit of the container she gathered, which we've covered earlier as well, but I'd like to stress on it again. God stopped pouring only when her son said there are no containers left. Now, this is the same that we see in Malachi 3 verse 10 as well, where God talks about tithing and he says, bring me your little tithe, your small bottle of oil. And I will multiply it and return it to you that you will have not enough place to store it all. Have a read through Malachi chapter 3 from verse 8 onwards, 8 to 12. As long as you are able to contain it, he will keep measuring it out to you. Here I am also reminded of Luke 6, verse, Luke 6 verse 38, where Jesus says, With the same measure that you use, it shall be measured unto you again. It all depends on your measure. So in your faith, you think big. You don't limit God by small thinking and so end up with small miracles. God can work miracles. The other thing is God can work miracles through our emptiness. As long as our faith is ready to receive his filling. So think big and go in a state of emptiness.
then he is able to and then when we are ready to receive that filling he is able to pour it in there and as 2 corinthians 12 verse 9 says his strength is only perfected in our weakness so we come with obedience we come with our emptiness we come with our weakness but we go with an attitude a mindset of faith we give him a big vision we think big we ask big and when we release that big faith whatever we have measured out in that faith and hold on to is what he receives and is what he sends back to us as a manifestation father in the name of jesus i pray for that understanding of this use of faith and measuring out of faith so that when we give you our vision and our faith is big we know that the outcomes will also be big help us to use it every aspect of our life that we involve you in every time we make a prayer for anything and not just thinking big in our physical needs in our abundance of our physical lives but more so the abundance of prosperous uh, the abundance and prosperity in our spiritual lives that we might think big that we might grow big and that we might be used mightily in your kingdom to fulfill your purposes father we ask for that edification we discern, ask for that discernment of that greater purpose of our lives we ask that edification in our spirit today lord as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends all those requests that have been made on our prayer group we pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease those that are hospitalized this day and those that will undergo any kind of procedures we cover them in your precious blood lord we pray for all families that are embattled facing division or separation of any kind for all those that are grappled by any kind of strongholds your people have been kept yoked to the ground father by the blood of jesus we declare those chains broken for it is that blood that has won all victories we declare release we declare freedom over their lives today especially the ones that we are now praying for and the one that you are interceding for even if it's your own family i'd like you to release their names to the father and release your big faith your big vision for each of these their their your vision of their freedom their abundance their success we also pray for our own personal needs lord and those of our families especially those members of our family and friend circle that are not yet saved that have not yet received the gift of salvation we ask god that you quicken them that they might call on your name and not end up in shame but be delivered be saved father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us when we release our faith and our prayer that prayer we know that we have made in agreement with each other we know that the holy spirit also prays with us and on our behalf that prayer is made under an open heaven it must bring back manifestation when we release it in the spirit I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in 
those that are praying for that gift of tongues, to release your tongue and your faith to the Holy Spirit. Make it known to him and ask him to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sandakadia, 
The words that were put on my heart this morning while we were praying. Come, my children, to my wedding feast. Bring your containers, and I will fill with my new wine from the feast. Come, be renewed. Come, drink in plenty. I am your Lord. I am your God. The scripture I've been given is from Galatians 3, 6 to 9. Thus Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. So you see that it is people of faith who are the sons of Abraham. 
and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are people of faith are blessed with Abraham, who had faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by this reflection and there is someone that the Lord has put on your heart, please share this message with them. And let him minister to them through that word. Also share it with your family and friends. That they might be blessed from that presence that goes with the word. The truth that is revealed to them in it. Please also share Brother Savio's spirit-filled reflections that he shares on our Telegram page and on our Facebook page. They are truly downloaded from the spirit. So they are life-giving. That's where the word is. That's what the word is. So I'd encourage you to share that with your family and friends and bless them as well. There are many families around, I know, that use this in their daily family prayer too. That's a good place to start with it. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and chases and overtakes us when we are in alignment with him in our spirit and in our heart. Let that be multiplied, that grace be multiplied and that favor be multiplied in each of our lives this day. So that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.